Welcome to International Relations Podcast. The production in this podcast was made as the segment major of area city of East Asia, especially China. In this session, we are going to tell one of the interesting and hot topics, the development of international relations in global scope, which is the China policy, specifically Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. First of all, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Bayu Setiawan. Our people used to call me Bayu. In this podcast, I am being accompanied by my two friends. There are Winda Hoviva and Hayuning Rumcitram Harsi to discuss the topic related as the international relations student. Okay, uh, let's start the conversation by greeting Winda and JJ. Uh, hi JJ, how is it going? Hi bye. Alhamdulillah, in this pandemic of COVID-19 that has run around eight months, actually I felt tired and often and It so really made me stress, but um, I had to face it right and stay in happy condition to keep my daily life going well on, right? Um, glad to hear, Jay. And what about Winda? How is your day? Hey, bye. Um, thank you. But honestly, I feel loaded in this pandemic condition because. Um, of the online class that we faced since March and which our quarantine also had started but uh, also we stay positive right so we are not feel low to the our daily life and also I hope everyone keep healthy in this condition um, uh, well uh, we cannot forget to our podcast listener to keep healthy And protect from COVID-19. Also, don't forget to wear your mics when you need to do your activity outside your house. Yes, why? Um, that is so important in current condition, which uh, you need to wear your mask when you need to do your activity outside your house. Well, um, the three of us are from International Relations 2018 uh, from in- from Universitas Islam Indonesia in Yogyakarta. Okay, let's start our discussion by understanding Belt and Road Policy. What is Belt and Road Initiative Policy, and what is your guys' opinion about this policy? Um, can I answer it, guys? Okay. Uh, from my opinion, if we see from the foreign policy history in China, uh, the policy, which is the Belt and Policy, is A rarity of China's most ambitious economic initiative. Um, this policy is an infrastructure development program by President Xi Jinping to connect neighboring countries with underdeveloped Chinese borders. And also, if I'm not mistaken, in September 2013, President Xi Jinping announced new trade and development for the China's region and beyond, and 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 it beyond known as One Belt, uh, One Road. Which um, we know we talk uh, right now about uh, we talk right now as a bare eye policy. 
And for me, in my understanding, this policy includes several strategic objectives in this economic aspect. The BRR policy, also an important part of the Chinese economy, where the goals of the China investment are to advance the regional economic integration and also to promote greater economic dependence on the China. Uh, however, um, the, the, the infrastructure is aimed to, to protect project and build regional influence and the building of infrastructure on the large scale it's something uh, straight both in nationality or in the international and this this policy also create a powerful visual statement that supporting the narrative of economic progress okay uh, i think you guys already understood the basic of their eye policy itself yeah Talking about bare eye policy, I conclude in your guys' explanation that from uh, JJ explanation, bare eye policy is China's most ambitious economic initiative. Uh, initiative program that will connect the countries around the world. And from the explanation, bare eye policy is strategic objective to promote the regional economy and promote the economic dependence of countries in the world. To the China country itself. Yeah. Well, uh, from guys' explanation, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is the emergence of the BRI policy is China way to become a hegemonic country? Oh, um, it it also kind of be happened by actually. Um, from my opinion, BRI policy is a way for China to become a hegemonic country and. It could be a match um, competition for the U.S. hegemony, as we know, wow. right? This is interesting. How it can be happen? Um, because if we see on the fact that when the first time where our policy was emerged, the strategy to strengthen and spread China's economic strength is linked by investing hundreds of U.S. dollars in dozens of transportation in industrial infrastructure projects that have embraced various countries on three continents in the in this world. Um, there are Asia, Europe, and Africa. Well, until today, as, as I talked before, China is already embraced three continents of the world, guys. Um, do you understand? Do you, do you understand? Oh my god, uh, the power of China is so really wide. Mm. Uh, okay, I get it. Uh, wow, I can't of surprise. This is very interesting topic to discuss. What about Winda? Do you have the same perspective as Chiche that where I policy is China's new regulation to become a hegemonic country? Um, yeah, I agree with Chiche's side before because the, the China economic expansion through this policy from 2013 to 2000. 19 has some um, collaborated with various continents like CCC before, especially in the Asia, Europe, and Africa. And the BRI policy also involves 65 countries and represents 70 percent uh, of the world population and more than 40 percent of the world GDP also. And for the country with the limited financial capabilities, this policy is a solution. Yeah, because they can get financial assistance from the China to boost their 
country infrastructure development and as we can see also the cooperation has proved that have a positive impact on the country that have joined uh, in this policy uh, I think that means the presence of a new new ecom new economic power yeah. brought by mm. China took their eye policy became as the dominant power and promotes international cooperation right yeah because we can see from the implementation of this BRI policy strategy through the creation of two main roads called, called as a secret economy bell and uh, the 21 century maritime Silk road and yeah it, it can it can be right mm, how have been uh, is that true that the Silk road economy bell is a gigantic land framework for reviving the ancient Silk Road, uh, a trade route had existed from 2000 BC to uh, before century to the uh, 1800, which served as the backbone of Eurasia trade. Uh, the land road began in Central and Western China, passing through Central Asia, West Asia, Central and Eastern Europe, and ending the Western Europe. That's definitely right by because this implementation of the bare eye policy strategy through the two main road that I called before and as you said earlier also by that the this Silk Road Economic Belt was uh, was a giant baseline uh, framework to to revive the Asian Silk Road and the road and the trade road that existed from 2000 beaver century to 180 1800 which become the backbone to Eurasia trade and the, the land road uh, was initiated to central and also western of China that passing through the central Asia West Asia and central and western Europe and also in in ending of western Europe meanwhile uh, the 20 uh, the 21 uh, century the, the maritime sea growth is a new framework with the aim of building in the maritime belt which is uh, a sea trade road trade in the connect coastal area of the china and europe through the south china sea and also indian indian ocean persian gulf and also mediterranean sea oh my god that is so crazy right I mean, uh, the shift in globalization shows that the map of global economic yeah. power is starting to roll a little bit from east to west and China is starting to grow into a new superpower country, which is it com being competitive with US right. guys. Oh my god. Yes, uh, I also agree with the statement that the presence of new economic power brought by China through the Belarus Initiative Policy strategy process a challenge to the hegemony of the United mm -hmm. States yes um, because uh, if we see from the current American point of view um, that America as a hegemonic country it presents um, it presents a dominant force in promoting international cooperation um, the United States took over the control and even facilitating several countries for cooperation in the economic and military aspects. <clears throat> and also in the uh, in the Asia Pacific region, the United States during the Obama era prioritized the Trans-Pacific Partnership 
or we can call it as TPP, which is the negotiation and emphasize the importance of incorporating 20th century standard such as policy competition. But um, it, it but in the Trump administration expressed about the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement and replaced it with America First approach with a strong orientation towards bilateral agreements. And and if we see from the Trump's policy that America opens up economic openness and globalization, which is it's very dangerous because um, it also including the withdrawal of the United States from the Trans-Pacific Partnership uh, lately year ago. Yeah, so it means that the problem that occur right now uh, when the absence of the United States in ASEAN Pacific trade creates a vacuum in economic power, right? Where also the China can expand its influence by injecting more capital with the aim of maximizing its uh, political influence and especially with this presence of China with this uh, bare eye policy strategy that has succeeded in doing so and yeah, the cooperation on the continent of Asia, um, Europe, and also in Africa. Well, uh, we can say that China is more powerful and wise. Uh, hmm. um, actually, this is just for our discussion, right, guys? Uh, because um, it might the listeners have different arguments yeah. or perspectives about this better policy. Yeah, and there is a lot of people think that this bare eye policy is China way to become a hegemonic country but uh, if you will definitely remember the fact that our that this policy during our China class that explained by our professor Mr. Fikar that the bare eye policy is China way to overcoming many domestic problems that China face mm. Ah, I saw I remember uh, China is domestic. China has domestic problem, right? Yeah. Specifically, is China's population trend, urbanization, and the excess, the extent, uh, the presence of bare eye hopes to reduce environmental problem, and also employment problem for China citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, right. It's definitely right because um. Uh, China, China have domestic problems, uh, that being the population trend. Um, for, uh, first, the first, the first problems that China must face is China has 1.3 billion people, where one per five of the world population, even though fertility control is mandatory, and these measures do not provide a solution for employment. So, um, the bare eye policy by making projects abroad. But but it only works for the China citizen, so the government seems to allocate their citizen outside China to work. And which the hope of bare eye policy can reduce the income gap between the rural and urban areas in China. And the second the second domestic problems that China must face is urbanization. Because um the urbanization in China continue to be a large population for the sake of China's survival. More and more people are suffering from disease related to the air pollution. So the bare eye policy is a solution that projects are not carried out in China to reduce air pollution and water pollution. The main point um, about the bare eye policy is helping the 
is is helping and solving the environmental issues in China. I, I yeah, think. and also what I'm learn, uh, learned to understand, uh, they have the worst air quality in the world, and also water storage, population, wasteland problem, reduction of agricultural land, and completely surrounded by trust, which made China is one of the world poorest forest country, and did the innovation to increase the area of plant species, but but the deforestation have caused this billion of damage through the erosion and also flooding, climate change, and the, the deforestation are contributing to increasing frequency of drought in China, and. Uh, as you know, guys, they they, they currently affecting thirty percent of crop field each in each years, and and so that the existence of the policy, the bare eye policy, hopes to reduce the environmental issue that happened in China. Hmm. Uh, additional point: China has so many problems in terms of workers. One of the trade union organization considered that ACFTU. Uh, or all China Federation of Trade Unions mm-hmm. was considered ineffective in presenting and protecting workers' rights. Uh, protects occur mm-hmm. because of unwear wakes and high working hours, discrimination, and the most underlying is that there is uh, no legal protection. So the China makes great efforts for the future through the Bare Eye Policy with the hope that its cooperation will have a positive impact on the countries that are member of the Bare Eye Policy Initiative. My God, actually, um, China is kind of awful, yeah. though, right? But yeah, this topic is really complicated to discuss. Okay, no worries. Yeah. My God, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is a lot of working things actually, right to think rather than this Bare Eye Policy, right? Hmm. Uh, hopefully, for our friend that listening our podcast, will not be confused with our conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And well, what do you guys have a conclusion of this topic? In my perspective, actually, this bear this bear eye policy in both argument are makes sense, but it cannot be denied that that this uh, policy has benefited to China spreading economic influence. Um, yes, and I conclude that in this confusing podcast, actually, um, China through the BRI policy can become mm-hmm. a hegemonic state, and the BRI policy also is a way out of China to overcome their domestic problems that currently happen. Alright, uh, glad to be working together as a team in this podcast project. My, uh, my guess, all we can discuss about the development of international relations regarding China Bear Eye Policy. Yeah. And we hope the listeners are not confused with our conversation and hope it is useful as a new knowledge. Uh, thank you for uh, listening our podcast and we will see you on the next podcast project. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank, thank you. you and see you guys. Bye-bye.